0: Okay, like I'd said in some studies I did previously, that uh, for us to appropriate all that God has in mind for us, we have got to understand that which He had done for us. You know, as a matter of fact, when you read through the Epistles of Paul, you find out that He keeps iterating the fact that, except we are able to grasp that which Christ had put in place. Uh, by the way of illumination, we won't be able to make the most of it. Another time, I've been pondering the scriptures from Colossians chapter 2 verse 2, the Apostle Paul began to pray that the Laodicean Christians and the Colossian Christians will come to the full understanding of the mysteries of Christ. And you know, in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, Apostle Paul made us realize what he meant by the mystery. Okay. So he said, uh, this mystery has to do with a fellowship and oneness with the Father, and it said God had called him to disclose the mystery to the body, especially where it has to do with the Gentiles, so that we can be able to come to the place of fellowship. Actually, he says that he had given me the mystery so that you will know what is the fellowship of this mystery. And he told us that when we come to the plane where we understand the fellowship of the mystery, we'll be able to show to the principalities and powers what is the uh, manifold wisdom of God, which God had ordained will be revealed before the foundation of the earth. But uh, then, uh very quickly i really want to talk about um a major issue in the body of christ which is character you know these days uh you know we've been talking about a lot of irrelevant matters like spiritual warfare like um spiritual husband and wife if you've been hearing that before okay and all of them, <laughs> those matters you know there are things that we should not give attention to uh you know the fact is that the scriptures are written to the believers. All of the scriptures are written to Christians. Meanwhile, in the context of the scriptures, we see the apostles addressing the life of the unbelievers in that it shows us how that the believers is living in a contaminated world. Then it becomes necessary of a believer to learn how he ought to live. And for him to learn how he ought to live, he had got to understand the fact of righteousness. So where am I going this morning? I want to focus your attention on Timothy chapter 2. You know, for some times now we've been looking at Righteousness what god expects of a man how a man ought to live and in, in in titus chapter 2 you see apostle paul began to explain to us the concept of the grace of god again he began to tell us that the grace of god has is um applicable significance in that it is by that grace we are saved i'm just giving you a paraphrase of the scripture we're going to see the scripture it is by the grace we have been saved through our faith, okay? But then, the grace has an assignment in my life. You know, uh, in today's church, when we talk about the grace, we talk about the Father, it's by the grace I met that sister. By that grace, that new job came. By that grace, my boss promoted me. By that grace, I escaped an accident. If all that the grace had done in your life are this and never did what God wanted it to do, as I light in the pages of the scriptures, you have mixed it. And you know, what we call the grace is also what the Apostle Paul calls the spiritual blessings. And the end result of the grace is to make you live rightly. Okay, let me start um, out this way. Romans chapter 1. I'm just going to do a synopsis before we continue. Romans chapter 1 verse 17, Apostle Paul said, It is in the gospel that the righteousness of God is revealed that this. God's intention for mankind is revealed as we preach the gospel. Ephesians chapter 1 verse uh, 11, the Bible said that we have received the word of faith, the gospel of our salvation. Now, why have we been saved? Why are we delivered from this present evil world? We are saved so that we can live like God. I will eat it in a moment. Now, let me take you back to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17, if any man is in Christ, he becomes a new creature. All things are passed away, Uh, behold, all things are becoming. Now, what I really want to do this time around is to show you graphically the picture of that new man. Because that new man is not just um, indiscriminately in the image of Christ. And as a matter of fact, you never knew Christ. Neither do I. We never knew when Christ lived, how he reacted to people, how he treated people, how he demonstrated love. But then we know that when we came into Christ, we become a new being in the order of Christ. And this new being is described behaviorally. In other words, the Christian faith is a faith that has to do with character. I have this to say. That Christendom... Is the way it is today because believers are not taught how they ought to live. Okay? So, we are not forming well because of character is you. And why character is you? We have not been educated. Okay, now let me quickly go th- through the book of, of Titus chapter 2. Um, I'm going to read from verse 1. Can I have that, or that Um, Okay, thank you. Don't be annoyed. All right, Titus chapter 2. Hmm. Huh. Now, don't forget my emphasis. We want to see the picture of that new man in Christ. Okay? He is a new creature. How does he look like? We want to see. So, in Titus chapter 2, Apostle Paul began to describe to us graphically the life of a believer. And let me say this. You know, there are portions of the scriptures that are not usually read in our meetings. I mean in church meetings. We could read other scriptures but we don't read them often and these books include Titus and Timothy because we call them pastoral letters. We only read them when we want to do believers meetings or we want to do ministers meetings or begin to read what a life of the, of the pastors should be. But as I begin to study that scriptures, I discover that that scripture is not meant for pastors. It is meant for believers. Apostle Paul began to disclose to Titus how the life of a believer should be. Never you forget that in, in these scriptures, in chapter 1 of Titus, like I like doing, um he said jesus apostle paul said he had sent titus as a minister over to christ to appoint leaders in the church so that they can learn how to behave so it's not just that hey i came to christ i confess jesus and since i confessed them my life had changed and my job has been going well my business have been going well and i've been praying more in tongues but your your, your neighbors cannot live well with you. okay <laughs> your <laughs> your boss you are a, you are a, you are a <laughs> okay you know we've we've told you that a person can be a believer and is stealing he's born again for his tears <laughs> that's the problem he can be a believer you know that was the issue i read some days back he can be a believer and he's sleeping with somebody's wife he's he's born again but how do we correct this titus told us apostle Paul told us through the writings of titus, titus chapter 2 um, from verse one but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine that is amazing apostle posted as a pastor of a church this is what i should teach my members you notice know, them they will be praying that prayer my mothers and my grandparents prayed that prayer for generation that's thing <laughs> they fought the battle till they die but Paul said, look, when somebody had received eternal life, this is what you should teach him. And then what he's telling us to teach is what became our character in Christ. We are not struggling to be accepted. That reminds me of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible says that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the, in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he has chosen us in himself before the world began, that we may live only... And blameless without him to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he had made us acceptable in the beloved in other words we have been accepted Colossians chapter one talks about the fact that blessed be god who had made us meet for our inheritance so we have been blessed we have been called but then after that he had received me just as i am the grace is to make me as god is there is an expectation over my life okay now let me quickly show you that that the age man be sober that the age woman likewise that they should that they should be in behavior as becometh holiness i just want to chunk scriptures they exist that young men likewise you egg that you should exhort them to be sober minded now i move on to verse 9 exhort servants to be obedient to their masters now look at what i am not going through the scriptures i just want to see that in the body of christ you are included not just a person without an identity but that as a member of the body you have an identity god knows you by person apostle paul said tell those who are older men how they ought to live tell those who are old young ladies how they ought to live tell employers and employees how they ought to live in other words faith in christ Is behavioral, there is an expectation over me. So when you look at the body of Christ, Apostle Paul is giving us a breakdown of the body that in a church you will see old men there, there is a teaching for them on how to live as old men. I won't go into details now. When you see in a church, you see old women, there is a way they ought to live. Now, when you when you go to a church, you see young men, there is a way they ought to live, and in that same church, there are employers bosses over people there is a way they ought to live in that same church there are employees there's a way they ought to live so in the body of christ there is an instruction for every segment now i now move to verse 11 where we land off we are going to see this properly but that the situation is the way it is in the body of christ because we have not been taught how we ought to behave in fact, recently it's occurred to me that 70% of the old epistles is about righteousness. So, holiness to me is not just a doctrine as it were. Well. It is the lifestyle of the believer. Okay. Now, look at verse 11. As Apostle Paul began to round off, he wrote, Say For the grace of God that brings salvation and appeared to all men. Teaching us that the nine ungodliness, worthy loss, which you live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Now, let me draw your attention to something. Living in this present world. In other words, the grace of God has much more to do with the way I live my life. Not what I just confessed in Christ. Not the prayer point I prayed. Not that I read my Bible. Not that um, I'm a worker in church. He said, the grace teaching us how to live mannerism, attitudes to life. And it says that what you call the grace of god is god's character in you so that is the issue the lord is confronting us with and we trust him that will lead us further and there are other issues but like i told you we are just doing synopsis so let's just bless God for this morning for the truth of his word revealed to us because he's showing us how our life is to be patterned. In fact, in verse 7 here, Apostle Paul wrote that young men likewise exhort to be super-minded in things, showing yourself to be a pattern. That's what God is doing. He's making me a pattern. Not just a pattern because when I lay hands on the sick, they get, they, they, they recover. Or because when I preach, people quake at my preaching. Or when I, when I stand up, I reveal the glory of God, the way I use my altar and say, look, your life is a pattern by the way you live it. So we are going to say, Father, I submit myself to you. I yield to you so that I will leave the way you want me to live. That my life will pinpoint the finished works. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Thank you for this morning, Father. We know there is more, but it's the only we can pick out for now. Be glorified in Jesus' mighty name.